Welcome to Dad's Static. All right, here we go. Uh, it's Dad's Static. It's December 21st, 2021, just a few days before Christmas. Um, and yet again, uh, it's time for hysteria. Uh, we're working on hysteria uh, to get um, more people vaccinated, um, more people frightened, especially these places like New York, um, California, some of these blue states where they have to just pull out all the stops to get people to be frightened, continue to push fear. Um, listen to a lot of different information in the last few days. Um, Dr. Uh, Peter McCullough was on Joe Rogan talking about a lot of things that was going on. Listen to another uh, lady that used to, used to work under, um, on the, I think, Housing of Urban Development for George H.W. Bush, who has a lot of good um, information on how uh, much of this uh, was completely planned from the beginning, back in, I think, 2016 and 17. This, this, this whole pandemic or pandemic was laid out, and it's been working out similar to the way they wanted it to. And um, a couple of different things to talk about here, and a lot of this will just be kind of ramblings, but just uh, ideas on kind of where we are and why they keep doing this. Um, one thing that was mentioned uh, was vaccines and how they came out so quickly. And everything that was talked about early on was that there's no way a vaccine, even Trump talked about this, how can a vaccine, a lot of people question how a vaccine can come out so quickly when it usually takes five to 10 years for an approved vaccine to come out. <clears throat> and a lot of people do question the safety of this vaccine. I think there's a lot of things about it that's uh, not safe, the side effects that are out there, but they're hidden by the media and covered up. And plus these, uh, these big companies that make the vaccines are pretty much um, free of any risk to being sued if there are any side effects or adverse effects. But um, they're out there, but they try to hide them all. Uh, also, um, it came out that CDC um, most likely overestimated how many people were actually vaccinated in the U.S., that it may be 10 to 15 million more less than what they say it is. So there could be many less that are vaccinated, which probably makes sense to me. I think the harder in the, in the, in the, the, the uh, verbiage that this uh, crazy administration keeps using, I think the, the fewer people they're going to get vaccinated. You're not going to encourage people to get vaccinated by telling everyone you're going to have a, uh, a wonderful Christmas, but uh, the unvaccinated are going to cause death and you're going to have a, a deadly cold winter. It definitely sounds very Stalin-esque. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think everybody would agree with that. But, um, yeah, how did they have the vaccines ready so fast? And uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and this other young lady I was listening to, uh, her last name is Fitz. I'll, I'll uh, get the complete, her complete name at the, um, in the footnotes at the end. <clears throat> but um, they certainly believe that uh, the vaccine was started being prepared years ago um, to, be, to be ready for this. Um, um, and one thing that uh, stood out to me, some things I was listening to and some, uh, some medical experts was, uh, there were no, you may have already heard this, but there were no early treatments early on when people started coming down the, um, COVID-19 in February, March of 2020, uh, there were no early treatments and not just no early treatments here in the United States. There are no early treatments pretty much all around the world. Um, and so their estimate around 800,000 people died. <clears throat> I'm not sure if that was just in the United States, but um, 
essentially 800,000 people died. Um, and there was no early treatment. And I believe that was just in the United States. And a lot of these experts think that was allowed to happen just to instill more fear at the beginning to get people absolutely frightened and freaked out. Um, Dr. McCullough uh, mentioned on Joe Rogan that um, he estimates now, and he, and he testified before Congress, I think in March of this year, um, that he thinks that 85% or 90% of the people or 85 or 90% of the 800,000 could have been saved with early treatment, but it was not allowed. And he's saying with all the doctors and the great research abilities, and he had it, he had, they were working with hydro, hydrochloroquine. And this is well before ivermectin and hydrochloroquine uh, um, was proven to be something that was going to help. It may not have been perfect, but it was certainly safe. Um, it could have been used to help people early on and treat it early. And there were other things, too, that could have been used, but it wasn't allowed. <clears throat> and it wasn't just allowed here. It wasn't allowed either, anywhere around the world. And there were, even, there were uh, situations where um, there was a, um, a facility, a, a factory that, uh, that actually made hydrochloroquine, and I think it was in Taipei, that was burned down early on so to, keep, to, to stop, to slow down the supply of hydrochloroquine. There were places in different other places around the world where um, um, businesses that had hydrochloroquine, uh, they were raided and all the uh, hydrochloroquine was taken away. So there was a there was a movement, global movement to stop hydrochloroquine to be used because they wanted to instill fear. They wanted more people to die early on to get people to freak out. And that's what they did. And the media jumped on it. All the way from the death counts on CNN, which was actually played out in a practice run at a symposium, and, and even in a book, it talked about how to get people, how the fear, how to build the fear within the public, um, uh, with the public persona, and that was they had these death counts. They even talked about it years, several years ago. That's exactly what they did. So the first six months, eight months of the pandemic or actually the pandemic um, was used to instill fear and allow a great number of people to die on purpose without any, without pushing any, any early treatments. And we're talking there anybody that pushed the early treatments, they were all censored. They were all refuted. Um, there's an email that just came out a couple of days ago or a couple of emails. Um, I'll get to that in just one second. Um, before that, um, and I don't know exactly how many, but um, over 100 presidents, um, country presidents around the world, well over 100, when this started, were all in complete lockstep in the very beginning to not provide any kind of treatment early on. So why do you think all these, not just our country, why would you think that all the other countries would be in lockstep over this? Someone was forcing them to. Now, you could say Big Pharma. You could say a lot of different things that were probably involved. There's something greater and much, much larger out there, much darker, that forces this to happen. You know, in my lifetime, 51 years, I've never been a part of anything like this. And nobody living, even my parents in their 70s, really had not been a part of something like this. So this was taken from a book of things that have happened in the past in history. These things have happened before. They know <clears throat> to 
instill fear within the population. Um, you uh, talk about it all the time. You censor anybody that's going to have any kind of positive thoughts or outcomes on this. And then you just drive home the fact that it's terrible and everyone's going to die. And then you shut everything down. You lie, you isolate everybody from friends and family. You And you throw the fear-mongering on all the networks. And you scare everybody to death. So now you have a second variant or a third or whatever it is that's been reported even came out from the people who supposedly discovered it in South Africa that it was very mild essentially we're talking about the sniffles or a mild cold but yet it gets transmitted much much faster than all these other ones but that's not really the point if it's getting transmitted much faster than all these other ones but yet it's a mild cold isn't that what we deal with all the time who's not dealing with a mild cold at some point during the winter during the winter months so it's not even about the seriousness. They're not filling up any hospitals with it. It is. This is strictly more propaganda to scare you to death. No, it's not scaring me now. What bothers me is that I'm worried about how other people are going to react. You know, there's there's crazy places like New York City who are really pushing for vaccine cards. There are people that are being arrested and going into certain restaurants in New York City. And there's no reason, no reason for it at all. Um, I'm going to go back to the email real quick. Um, certainly now with all these presidents of these countries all in lockstep going along with it, not allowing any early treatment. There were very few dissenting presidents around the world. Most of those <clears throat> either died or were essentially voted out of office as soon as possible. So there was no dissenting opinion. And any of the doctors, there's so many of them out there right now that were completely censored. Their videos were taken off YouTube. They were not allowed to speak in the, in the media on any of the channels, pretty much. And they were just said that they were crazy. There was only one way to handle this. So, uh, Fauci and Collins, I think Francis Collins was the head of the NIH at the time, sent out emails to refute any other doctors, including a Nobel Prize winner from Stanford who wanted to focus on protecting the elderly and vulnerable, yet allowing the ones with very low risk, like healthy, including children, <clears throat> pretty much anybody other than the elderly and the people with comorbidities, they um, wanted to focus on protecting these elderly and the vulnerable, but allowing the ones with very low risk, like healthy children, young adults, even middle-aged adults, to build herd immunity, therefore bypassing sweeping lockdowns that will cause irreparable damage to the economy and society as a whole. And they, in, in these doctors who um, who were trying to push uh, this herd immunity and only worrying about trying to uh, worrying about helping the um, the vulnerable, like the elderly, let those if those people need to stay home, they need to be more protected, have people deliver groceries, protect them from the dangers, but let everyone live their normal lives. Don't shut down the economy. Don't lay people off from their jobs because what it did, it caused irreparable damage. First of all, the fear mongering. That's why they wanted to do it. They wanted to attack everybody that was staying home with fear and telling them with a death count that you could not, you're not going to survive this. But if, because if you don't do what we tell you to do, you're going to kill your grandma. And that's what they did. And they pushed it. And I mean, they pushed it hard. These doctors, including, like I said, Nobel prize winner from Stanford, I mean, these were highly respected doctors in the medical field around the world. 
They said the regular flu posed more risk to kids and young adults than COVID did. <clears throat> but you know, you can't fear monitor the flu, can you? Flu's been around too long. People aren't that worried about it. They notice, hey, I'll take some uh, a Z-Pack. I'll be up on my vitamin C. I'll do all these other little early therapeutics to make sure I don't get very sick if it does happen. Right? Of course, how many different things have been out there for so long? You go to the, to the <clears throat> go to the pharmacy and see how many things are there essentially therapeutics before you before you get the flu. All over the place. They didn't allow it because they wanted people to be isolated, send everybody home, scare them to death. Okay, so now we'll force the vaccines on people. Well, you only got you got less than the half of the population in the United States that's getting vaccinated. So the next move is, why do you have a president of the United States? Certainly in my lifetime, I've never heard a president of the United States chide, um, just tear down over half the population and make a us versus them situation. Why would you do that? I don't think that's coming from Biden or any of the leaders. This is coming from something much higher up and much darker, much more control and it's globalized. Um, I don't know exactly what it is, but there's something much bigger and much more sinister. It's not trying to control just America because this is the same thing that's going on in all these other countries. I mean, if you don't know what's going on in Australia, they ramped it up there. They're way worse than it is here. What's going on in New York City and all that kind of stuff is still not quite what's going, what has been going on in Australia or even Austria now. We're talking about countries in, in Europe that are trying to push things that sounds like what Germany was trying to start in the 30s during, um, before World War II. So there's something much darker and much more evil out there that's forcing leaders across the world, not just our own leaders, um, to do this and to hurt people and essentially to die. How can you, how can you, every single person <clears throat> or president jump in line to say, we're not going to provide any early treatment when it was proven pretty quickly, there are some forms of early treatment to help people and they did everything they can to block these, these, these early treatments because they wanted people to die because they wanted to cause fear and then they could shut things down. That's what it was all about. Um, and now you, should, you throw climate change in there now too. That makes people nervous. People get scared about that. You you call you cause you throw racial divide out there. You you talk about inequities about this. Our country, as far as um, our morals, you know, have gone sideways. I mean, it's you name it. The moral compass in this country has completely gone down the drain. I mean, it's even going on at seminaries now. Seminaries are getting these crazy progressive ideas that are being brought to churches. They're trying to destroy families. They're trying to destroy common bonds and communities. You break down these common bonds. You break down <clears throat> uh, these groups of friends and families that like-minded who love this country and they get together. It's a, you form a community. You break that stuff down and then you just fire everything at them through their phones and through the media. It's all one opinion of doom and gloom. And if you don't follow what we do, you're going to die. And if your uh, your neighbor is not vaccinated, then he's trying to kill you. You throw that out there enough, people start believing it. And there's a mass psychosis with millions of people in our country right now. Mass psychosis. They're almost hypnotized. And if they really heard the truth, they would notice most of this is garbage. But they can't see past it now. They've been feared. They've been pushed. The fear's been pushed on them so much. You saw death counts for months and months and months. It's like this is the most dangerous thing. And now testing. You don't even know if the testing's right. I think now, to be totally honest with you, 
I think the testing, uh, whatever these tests are that they're using, I think they could be purposely allowing people to come up positive, especially people who've been double vaccinated and have booster shots. And then they can say, well, this person had double booster. I mean, had double two shots and a booster and they're positive. But you know what? They got mild symptoms. Look at them. They're okay. But that's because they got two vaccines and a booster shot. <clears throat> no, it may cause something. It may help a little bit, but it's proven that even the, the unvaccinated, majority of the unvaccinated, if they've already had COVID, they're not going to get it again. If they truly had COVID-19, they're not going to get COVID again. And it goes back to the herd immunity. These doctors wanted to push early on. So it wouldn't cause irreparable social damage, like the spikes in crime, the spikes in domestic physical abuse in families, the spikes, massive spikes in drug abuse, the massive spikes in um, suicide. But they don't care because that just feeds to the fear. They don't make money off of that stuff. They make money off the vaccines. They make money off of fear, making you think irrationally. You need to tell your families and your friends, we've been played. This was, this was mapped out like a game, like in military. When I was in the military, you do exercises leading up to big missions uh, or to a military operation. You lay it all out there. You lay it out on the table. You move things around. You move pieces around. That's what they did. Everything you saw was a game plan. To cause fear, and they they allowed your loved ones to die early in this pandemic, to or pandemic, just to cause fear within the population. <clears throat> and with these positive tests, it's just funny how you see all these positive tests are really pushed out there. Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, the president was close to somebody who had it. Uh, NHL is going to put a pause on their season because all these positive tests, blah, blah, blah. You know, all these to a person are all mild. Every single one of them. I haven't heard any of these people going to the hospital at all. So you're talking about really nothing. But it is used as propaganda to continue to strike fear in people. You keep people in fear, you can control them. <clears throat> and without faith in God, and you put God in the center of your life, you're going to rely on the government as your God, and that is what's happened. So I know there's a lot of rambling involved in this, but I'm going to put in the footnotes, I'm going to put a couple of names I want you to research and pull up some articles, some podcasts where these people are speaking. You have to know the media is not going to talk about this. The mainstream media will not talk about this. <clears throat> Their goal is to incite fear, and they're involved in this too. They're just as guilty. And I know Congress people, legislators, many of them are dishonest. We know that already, right? But you count the media to tell you the truth. From the very beginning, the media has been lying to you. And they know it. And they have been doing it. All these different personalities you see on these channels, many, many, many of them have just been lying. They have been paid and forced to continue a narrative to frighten everyone and to cause division in this country. And we have to end it. You need to get in church. You need to find other friends um, through church, through your community, that you know, love their families, to build some common bonds up with other people. <clears throat> Most people don't care about skin color. I don't even think about it. You know, I think about people who, if they're bad people, they're bad people. You know, strike up conversations with other people in line at the grocery store. Your friends at work that maybe you don't think they believe quite the same as you do, but you might be surprised. I've got several people at work that I never would have thought 
kind of had the same questions about this. We had great conversations and now we're talking about it. We're sharing articles. We're looking up stuff. We're figuring this out. We're seeing the lies that are out there. We can see through these crazy, creepy um, messages from our president and our leaders from our country. And even go back and try to find some of the creepy messages from Australian leaders, <clears throat> Austria, Canada. All they're doing is trying to strike fear at Christmas time. Going to keep people from going from a, a, a 25-year-old going into a restaurant in New York City because they don't have a vax card. Are you joking? Do you know right now, because of all this mess, <clears throat> kids that are going to college or trying to get their life started can't do it with pretty much without being coerced and getting a vaccine. They can't do it. A 25-year-old out there trying to get a job right now, trying to get started with a lot of these big companies, can't do it without getting a vaccine. So they are being forced to get an experimental vaccine that they do not need at all. Does this not make you mad? Does this not make you angry? Your children, your neighbor's kids, the kids at church, these children that are our future that we love dearly are being forced to do something that they do not need that can be detrimental to their health in the future. And we're standing by while this is happening. You need to stand up. We need to fight back. <clears throat> we need to tell them we're not putting up with this. We're tired of the fear, fear-mongering. Much of this is not fear. It is brought down. This is brought from a much bigger entity somewhere. This is a global, a global issue, much bigger than any of us understand. These, these moves are being made by these countries by a hand that's much bigger, but it's hidden. So no one knows exactly who or what group is pushing this, but it's global. It's not just the United States. We need to wake up. When they say vaccine mandates for something, it's your job. Just know it's garbage and your job is being coerced by the federal government to do this and it's only to strike more fear they are trying to coerce people who are scared to death to lose their livelihood to get a vaccine that they do not need period end of story this fear could have been done could have been done a year ago over with move on but it was not our government was complicit with it but that's because they were they felt like they were forced from a much larger entity, and so were all these other countries. This is evil, this is dark. <clears throat> but don't play into the fear. When you see the president speak again today, telling you how the vaccinated are killing people and filling up the hospitals, it's not true. It's not true at all. It's just a propaganda spin. And <clears throat> just know when a president, especially the United States of America, we are the leaders of this world. We were being played. Our leaders are being forced to do this. We got to get to the bottom of it. We have to fight back. The only way you're going to do that is bottom up. We got to fight back from our communities, our local communities, getting the truth out. Share. When you find this information out, you, you find doctors that obviously are well, well-respected doctors, and you got their information. You find articles. You share it with your friends and family. Let them know about the fear-mongering and the lies that have been pushed out there all this time. You have to share it with them. It's not about um, breaking people down. and uh, I mean, the news is all about, I mean, number one, is striking fear with this. But then they got, now you got climate change. We need more money for climate change. We need more money for this. We need, we need to, uh, I mean, they're, all they're about is divisiveness and fear. You have to turn off the TV. You get involved in your local community. Talk to your friends. Talk to your neighbors. Talk to your coworkers. You need to stand up and fight. 
If your your business or your employer is trying to push something in you that you know is crazy and not right, you need to stand together with other people that there's a lot more people would probably believe the way you do. You got to stand up. You got to fight. Um, God bless you. I hope you have a great day. But please go out there and, and research. Do some critical thinking. Just know pretty much what you see on CNN, MSNBC, and many times even on Fox is just there to scare you, to cause divisiveness, and to get clicks on your phone or on your computer. Just know that. That's what's going on out there. Go listen to people who actually have critical thinking skills. Go listen to people who actually want to tell you the truth that care about you because many of these people do not care about you at all because the media was complicit when 800,000 people died without any early treatment which absolutely made no sense. It was essentially a murder. It was allowed to happen. I pray that you'll get out there and find the answers and find the truth and get involved in your community and love on each other. Love your neighbor. Let's bring this together and stand up to the tyranny that's going on in our country and other countries around the world. There's a lot of scared people out there. A lot of families are scared. A lot of kids are scared because of this. We need to stand up and know that there is a future. There is a hope. And it's in Jesus Christ. Period. Not in some country, not in some crazy leader. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. But we need to get involved in our communities, love on each other, and lift each other up. And get involved, quit being quiet, quit being silent, and get out there. Sorry, I'm pretty passionate about this. I'm also kind of cold down in our unfinished basement where there's no heat on this side of the room down here. So um, that might be why I'm uh, sounding even more passionate, but I really am. I'm just angry. I'm angry about having to wake up every morning and hear a new propaganda stream. I'm tired of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm tired of it. I know many of you guys are now. If you got friends and family that, that probably believe how you do or think along the lines you do, but just don't want to do anything about it because they're just not sure, you need to tell them to wake up. Wake up. God bless. Hope you guys have a, uh, a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right, got a couple of footnotes real quick. Um, the, the young lady I spoke about worked on the housing and urban development team under George H.W. Bush in the 90s, early 90s. Her name is Catherine Austin Fitz. That's Catherine with a C. I will I'll I'll leave a link when I post this. <clears throat> excuse me to the um, to a podcast that she was a part of, um, where she pretty much lays everything out and really gets into it, and it's it's just it is mind blowing um, how brilliant this woman is and what she's seen from even in the '90s leading up to now and where we are. She lays it all out. A great great listen. And the, uh, the doctor I spoke about, there's many fantastic doctors that were censored out there. It's amazingly highly respected New England Journal of Medicine and just amazing doctors. But the one um, that I referred to was Dr. Peter. Make sure I got it right. I believe it was Peter A. McCullough. Make sure I'm because there must be another one. Dr. Peter A. McCullough. And one of the best things you could listen to was probably him on Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan experience on Spotify. You can listen to that. I think it's from last week. <clears throat> and he, um, and it's really objective, too, because uh, Joe Rogan is not trying to just pin him in a corner and just, you know, shout, hey, everything's terrible and all this. He, uh, Dr. McCullough breaks it down and essentially works toward and do understanding how it got there and why it got to where it is now, how they were censored, how, how everything I was talking about, he really goes it down. He breaks it all the way down and tells you, 
what was going on, what they did to try to curb this and try to get early therapeutics out there. But this, that's a great listen just to kind of hear him lay it all out. It takes about two hours to do it. So you may have to listen to it back and forth to work a few times. But I'm telling you, it, it'll blow your mind as well. You listen to both of these uh, podcasts. You'll listen to um, two brilliant people who've been at the top of the game for all these years. Just listen to them. And you know, it's amazing what you'll learn and share with your friends. God bless. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.